You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some top strategies that you can use to train younger athletes as early as three years old. And a lot of these strategies can actually be used for athletes that are a lot older than that too, but uh, especially athletes that are young and as young as three years old. Uh, Many of you know I have a daughter who is now, at the time I'm recording this, four years old, but I started coaching her when she was three years old, um, and I, uh, you know, as I started coaching, the, it started growing. People wanted to join, and you know, now I'm now I'm at a bunch of a bunch of little kids her age, and we're having a lot of fun, and I'm learning as well as them. So this is an episode that I'm going to share with you a lot of the strategies that I've been using to see success and see them grow and be able to do things that, I mean, if you were to ask me, can a four-year-old do this in volleyball, I'd have said not a chance. And they're doing it now. So I want to share with you these strategies. It's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 152 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. How is everyone everyone doing out there today? If you are a new listener, welcome to the podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where the goal, just like every week, is to deliver value, step-by-step strategies that you can take back to your gym and apply right away. And today, we have a interesting one. So I had a, as many of you know, I did a, I did a workshop a couple weeks ago, and a question I got asked was strategies on coaching younger athletes. So now we're talking as early as the age of three years old, you know, four years old, five years old. How do we get these younger athletes playing volleyball? And interestingly enough, I have a daughter who is four currently, and I have a son who's going to turn two this month. And, you know, looking up programs in volleyball for my kids is non-existent. There are none, at least in my area, even when you look online, there are rarely any programs that have um, volleyball for ages three, ages four. I think in our in our country, at six years old, you can start a program where it just introduces you to skills and things like that. It's not really volleyball specific, but you can start it at six years old. And, you know, I, I looked around and I'm like, you can start ballet at three. You can start basketball at three or four, I believe, tennis at three or four, um, soccer, there are so many sports you can start at the age of three, but for some reason, volleyball isn't. Now, if you're in an area where they offer volleyball to um, kids that are three years old, you are extremely lucky because it is not heard of. Um, and I, I understand a little bit of why it's not heard. It's like it's a very it's a difficult sport to learn when you're young because you're not as coordinated and things like that. But I I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy, it. and 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 I I come to prove that that's actually true that you can teach three years old uh, how to play volleyball. So 
here's here's a little bit of the backstory. When when I when I had a daughter or a son, it doesn't matter. When I had a kid, my my goal as as a father was like I was like you know what, once a week, I'm going to rent out a gym for an hour, and I'm going to play and work with my kid for an hour. Okay, now for my son, it's going to be basketball and volleyball. For my daughter, it's going to be volleyball and tennis. Those are my those are the two sports that I, I really like them to play. Now, mind you, if they don't want to play, that's on them, but they don't have to. But I said I would do this. It would it would be built into our like our our routine as a family, you know, as a father, son, father, daughter, whatever the case is. You know, just like you know, we send our kids to certain things and they just get used, like you send your kid to swimming. And they, they, they go to swimming, they, they move their levels, and they just do it. Sometimes kids don't like it, I get that. But I figured I had the element of being the dad and spending time with a dad might you know play into my favor. So once a week, I started doing that as soon as my daughter hit the age of three. I rented a gym out, and I, was start, I started teaching her volleyball. And then I posted some videos on Instagram, and people were like, oh, okay, I want to join what age group? What you know? They started asking information. I'm like, well, you know what? It's there's there's uh, it's just going to be kids that are that are my daughter's age, because if there was you know at this point I wasn't really thinking about a team, but if you know these kids end up growing and loving the sport and want to continue pursuing, then guess what? We have a team. So we started off by adding one more person, one more person, and then eventually I had to start saying no to people. It was actually really cool. Uh, I just started saying no. I, I, I've made an exception for you know one of the athletes, a young boy who's my daughter's age, but everybody else is the same age as my daughter. One girl's one year younger, uh, which I made an exception for, but that was okay at the time. And we're going to eventually next year, we're going to add more kids in that same age group and just continue going from there. Because it's a lot of fun, and it looks like the the kids love volleyball. They love it, and the par- the parents are loving it, having a great time, and they're already talking about playing games and things like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll happen eventually. So it's, there's going to be a team here. Um, my wife is like, I, I mean, ideally, I, I don't want to coach it. I would love to coach my daughter when she's like 16, 17, 18, you probably, but at the younger age group, I kind of want to sit back, watch, and have fun. But my, I think my daughter wants me to coach, and I will. I will. As long as I'm needed and wanted, um, and we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Anyways, so that's the backstory. Now, let's talk about the actual strategies on on how to train young athletes at the at the age of three. So, time is a big factor. Three years old, they don't have a big attention span. So I w- I would do thirty minute classes. Okay. 30-minute sessions. At four years old, I still do 30-minute sessions. Next year, um, I'll go to 45-minute sessions as, as a five-year-old. Uh, but you know, it's some, a lot of the sessions, even, even up to now, I say it was 30, but we ended up going 45 anyways. Uh, but you got to gauge because their, their attention span is so tiny. And then, if the, and then the more kids you have, the worse it gets because then they get distracted with other kids. So yeah, you got to be very, very, very strategic in maximizing the 30 minutes and here is how we do it so we start off with a warm-up well and i lead it so i'll jog around the volleyball court and i give the i i make sure that my instructions are very clear so the volleyball court where i practice has a white line so I, i i tell them stay on the white line everything is is very 
simple instructions and things that they can really easily do. So the minute we start, I say, okay, everyone, let's go to the white line. And they already know they have to go to the white line. They're already there. It's like, it's like clockwork. And then I'm like, okay, time to do warm up. And they know they have to follow the white line all the way around. That way you don't have kids, you know, going like running all over the place, not chaos. And I actually lead it and they follow behind me. And then after the first lap, I stop and then they continue going around and they stay. It's just a warm up, you know, really simple. After that, we'll head on over to the white line at the end, so the baseline, and we'll do some exercises. Now, this is really important. You know, I and everything I do, I think of longevity. I think of what is what are they going to have to do when they get older, and I want to make a lot of the movements and a lot of the exercises natural to them now. So when they get older, they're not worried about form and technique and how it feels uncomfortable and things like that. So we'll do squats. So I taught them how to do a squat. It's actually cr- pretty interesting. They hold a pylon in the middle of the center mass, like they hold a pylon in the middle of their chest, and then they go down and come back up, and I teach them how to squat. I taught them how to use their hips, you know, basically like you're sitting in a chair and you're, you're working that way, and, and they, um, they, they had a blast. Like they, they, they're, they're loving it. Um, we did side shuffles, so we were shuffling to the net and back, but you know, we're doing it intentionally, like bum down, making sure we're doing the right movements, and they're having a blast. I'm doing it with them, and I make. And you know what? I'm making it fun. So, one thing I want to add here is energy. If you are going to do this, you have to have energy. Kids have energy. You have to be able to be and have sustainable energy throughout the entire session. You can't get away by being really like down or neutral. Even neutral is not good enough. You have to have positive, you have to have energy that is contagious, that is that they, they feed off of. And that is really important. So energy, I wanna add that to that mix. So we do squats and, and mind you, when I do squats and shuffling, by the way, I'm very intentional about it. So for shuffling, for example, I have them have their hands out in front of them, palms up facing the ceiling and their hands are kinda by their hips. Now, if you're imagining this, what am I training them to get ready for? Well, if their hands are by their hips, their palms are up, that's getting ready to pass the ball, is it not? Or even dig a ball. So they're shuffling back and forth with their hands in that in that position, training them to, again, subtly understand that's how they're shuffling, that's how they move, so they get used to it, okay? So... That's how we warm up. Just a bunch of exercises. We might do jumping jacks. We might do just high jumps. So hands back, bring your hands all the way back, and then jump up as high as you can. Again, I'm mimicking an, an, an angle, like approach, and a, a swing, a theory, is putting their hands back and up, okay? So then we do skill-based development after that, okay? they These kids, by the way, they get so excited when I say, it's time for a platform, and I'll say it like that. They get excited. So we want them to be excited about the fundamentals of our game. I know it sounds crazy, right? But we want them to be excited. So and again, mind you, the group of kids I'm working with is like yeah, maybe four, five, or six of them. That's it. I don't, I, I don't, I would never do 15, you know, four-year-olds and me just by myself. That's not going to do, uh, it's going to do a disservice to them. It won't do anything good for them. So I teach them platform, so I, I have them all put their hands out in front of them, and then I do the platform for them, so I bring their hands in, thumbs down, wrist down, and then I, I separate their platform from their body. So I do that, I show them how it feels, how it looks like. 
And then every week, I would keep repeating that over and over again to show them what it looks like. And by the third week, they were all doing it. They're like, look, look, I have platform. Look, I can do a platform. And I, I showed the parents as well. So the parents knew exactly how to create a platform so they can practice it at home. So you got to get the parents involved as well. Like teach the parents whatever skill you're working on that day. And that way they can reinforce it at home. Now, once they got the platform, now we have to figure out what to do with that. Now, because they're three years old, we don't actually use real volleyballs. They're too heavy um, and they're going to hurt their forearms, especially because they're, they're not going to have the skill to get it on the base. They're going to probably hit that forearm bone and we don't want that. So we use beach balls and beach balls are perfect in reinforcing the fundamentals and the kids absolutely love it. So we, I will, I will stand on, on the other side and I will toss beach balls to them. And the way we organize is really simple. You can do one after another. So one, so a line beside each other, but I, t I bring them to the attack line and I have them spread out on the attack line and I'll toss. They'll try to bump it back to me, toss, bump it back to me, toss, bump it back to me. And then, and then as they're doing this, I'm, I'm letting them get the reps. And then after they get enough reps where I realize their, their, their attention might be kind of changing a little bit to getting distracted, I'll stop and I'll say, okay. And I'll say, did, did the ball come to me all the time? How many times did it come to me? Like I'll start asking them questions about why didn't the ball come to me? And then I will demonstrate and show them we don't swing. See this? And I'll, and I'll actually demonstrate. I'm like, oh, look, my platform's up here. And I'm like, it's, it can't, it shouldn't be up there. It should be lower. And I'll, I'll have these conversations with them. So then the next week I'll do this and I'll do my platform up high. Like I'll swing really, really high. Like, like a, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm just swinging my platform up and I'll ask them, is that right? And they'll say, no, you're not supposed to swing. So just like that, see how they're, they're, they're figuring it out that yes, yeah, swinging is bad. You know, like we don't want to swing on our platform. We want to guide our platform and get it behind the ball. And they start seeing it. Before you know it, they're having a blast bumping the ball back and forth and controlling it because they're starting to get some victories. They're starting to see it work out. Now, the biggest thing of them all is, and I think this is the biggest skill that I would recommend teaching younger athletes, is depth perception. Depth perception, cue reading, is the most difficult skill in our game. I Arguably, arguably, you can talk about a couple of things, but reading, how about that? Reading is a difficult skill, and depth perception is essentially reading. Seeing a ball travel from a distance and interpreting what to do with that ball and actually doing it, like that's, that's a challenge. So every single practice, we use the net. There is not one practice that goes by where we do not use the volleyball net because I want to train depth perception, okay? Really big emphasis here. Circle it, put an asterisk beside it. Use the net to train depth perception, all right? And we do this in a variety of ways. The first way is catching, catching a ball. Whether it's a beach ball, whether it's a really, really light ball that's the same size as the volleyball, catching. So guess what I have them do? They're, they stand on the white line on the attack line. And because of our shuffling, they already know the stance of passing. So their palms are up, their, their feet are shoulder width apart, and they're in a lower, a loaded position and they're getting ready to catch the ball. And all I will do is I will toss and they will catch, toss. And sometimes they don't even catch. Cause remember they're, they're three years old. They're learning how to catch. And that's okay if they mess up. That is 
honestly okay. We can make it easier. Um, one thing that I do is I throw in balloons. Balloons is another great one because anybody can catch a balloon. Um, and, and if they can, it's really easy to fix that. So if you're if someone's really having a tough time, just switch to balloons and let them work on balloons for a bit and then move back up to the volleyball or the beach ball and let them learn to catch, okay? So catch, you can do catch short distance without using the net and then after that, transition to using the net to catch. Very, very, very important. And then I'll go and demonstrate catching, right? So I'll may always make sure I demonstrate so they can see what it looks like. And then once they start catching more consistently, you can start them having to move left and right. And then guess what the warm-up was? The warm-up, was there was shuffling involved in that. So the kids are already going to know how to shuffle. And now they have to shuffle once and catch the ball. Shuffle once and catch the ball. And now we're starting, again, we're not bumping. We're not doing anything volleyball-specific, but this is a skill of gaining depth perception. And then you can go further back, further back, further back as you get better at catching the ball over the net. So now... You know, this is the second year I've been doing this, and my kids are catching the ball over the net with ease. Like, they're no problem. They're catching, and I'm, and I'm moving further and further and further back, and they're moving and they're catching. Okay? Same thing with platform. When when this is with the beach ball. When they, are, when they have the platform, when it's, you're just tossing to them, go over the net. Toss the beach ball over the net and have them try to bump it to a target. Don't have them bump it back over the net. Have them bump it to a target. So you've got a parent there, you got another another player, whatever the case is. Bump it to a target. That is what you want to do. And if they're not getting it, that's when you step in and you demonstrate. Remember the no swinging. We don't want the swing. And you show them what it looks like to get the platform behind the ball. And show them how. You do a bunch of reps and so they can see it. And then before you know it, whether they get it to the target or not is irrelevant, is the fact that they're, they're going to be doing the right movement, okay? And we want to celebrate those wins. Celebrate the win. If they do get it to the target, we got to cheer and clap our hands. We got to celebrate. If they don't get it to the target, but their platform was really good, celebrate that too. Kids get excited. This is why I talk about this energy. You got to have good energy. And when you celebrate the wins, whether it's just getting the ball up, whether it's getting it to the target, the kids are going to feed off that celebration and they're going to want to do more of what they just did. And that's going to lead to better results. So we really want to make sure we set. So a lot of times, you know, after, after a round or two rounds, I'm high-fiving them all the time. Like, hey, good job, good job. I'm high-fiving them. If someone gets to a target, I'll go over, I'll high-five them. You know, we want to re-encourage the positive behavior and the skill acquisition that they're doing at the time. So really important that we, we you know we celebrate those things. Okay, so so far we've talked about the warm-up. We've talked about understanding how to create a platform and how we walk them through it. So actually, we'll take their hands. I'll have them line. I'll take their hands. I'll go like right hand over left, thumbs in, wrist down, you know, separate platform from body and I'll form it for them. And again, tell their parents so they can repeat that over and over again so they get used to it. Then we work on our catching. We work on our platform. Always use the net depth perception. Super important. All right. Now let's talk about serving. Okay. So here's the way that we've developed serving. We start off with a catch and throw. Or rather, not catch and throw, I apologize. Step and throw. Step and throw. So if you know, and if you if you know how to serve in volleyball, you know it's step and hit the ball, right? So step and throw gets them used to that. And we did that for a while before we even implemented a ball. And all they do is get a tennis ball. 
all right, a, a ball that they can put in their hand and step and throw. So the key is if, they, if they're right-handed, they're stepping with their left, throwing with their right. If they're left-handed, they're stepping with their right, throwing with their left. So depending on, you know, if they're right-handed or left-handed, it's important that they start developing that step and throw, okay? Step and throw, that's the key word. Then when they start getting the step and throw in, we transition to step and hit. So this is where you can use a balloon, you can use a beach ball, but I have all the kids line up on the end line and I'm beside them. I toss the ball up in the air, not too high, and their job is to step and hit. So step and hit the ball, and then we, we show them how to do it and things like that, and they love it. This is one of their favorite parts because they get to hit a ball. And one, actually, this is actually a good point. One thing I recommend is it's, sometimes it may be fun to start off with something like this because everyone likes hitting a ball. It's fun. So you might want to start off with hitting a ball and then transition to platform and all that stuff that we talked about earlier. But step and hit. So I start off with a balloon because that's the easiest. Okay, so don't start off with a beach ball just yet. Start off with a balloon because the balloon floats in the air and they can take their time and step and hit. And you can give a ton of great feedback because if they're contacting the ball low, you can say, oh no, you can't hit it here. You got to hit it up here. And then they'll get that and they'll start you know, stepping and hitting earlier. So all I do is I'm standing beside the athlete. I'm tossing it in front of them and they're stepping with their left, hitting with their right if they're right-handed. Okay. Then after the balloon, we can, we can toss in the beach ball. But I would, and I would do the balloon just for one practice straight, just so they get used to it. I'll have them come to the attack line, I'll toss, and I'll see if they can hit it over the net. And that's the great feeling, they can hit the balloon over the net, amazing. And sometimes they do, and our, our kids have got, gotten good where they get a chance now, they can actually hit it over the net. And when they do that, we celebrate that win, we get excited about that, okay? Get, get excited, celebrate the wins. It's really important that you do that for all the stuff, okay? So we have step and throw, and then we have step and hit. Those are two important things to teach younger athletes to make sure they do that, okay? A couple other things that we do to train, you know, hand-eye coordination, depth perception, things like that, is I use a, I take a pylon, and I turn it upside down, right, where the, where the hole is, and I have the athletes catch tennis balls, but... What they have to do is they have to catch it out in, fr in front of them with their arms fully extended. So they can't catch it close to their body. They have to catch it with their arms fully extended. So again, they're working on their platform in terms of their ability to reach out and you know catch a ball in a pylon. It's very difficult, but our kids were doing it. They're having a blast doing it, and they were getting it, and it was great. So, you know, so all of these things that I'm talking about here, right? I'm talking about, you know, uh, I'm talking so far we talked about depth perception we've talked about platform we talked about step and throw step and hit the last thing I want to mention that we're teaching these younger kids is footwork for approach how to jump how do you jump so a basic left right left left right left really really simple now it's not simple actually when you're teaching these younger kids because they're gonna they have trouble with it so if you're unfamiliar with a step-by-step -step way it's really simple so if you are a right-handed hitter, it's going to be left, right, left. That means step with your left foot and then right foot, left foot really quickly. So left, right, left, really fast. 
Now the kids will be okay with the first left, but then the the right left at the end, they got a hard time with that. So it takes practice. I show our parents the footwork and I'm like, work with your child at home. I had to work with my daughter, Vanessa, and now she does it all the time. She can do left, right, left, no problem, and then jump. But sometimes, uh, you know, the young kids will go left and then they'll go right, left, right, left, like, like three times or right, left, right, left, right, left, and then try to jump. Or they'll wait till they do their right, left, pause, and then they jump. So, you know, they'll, they'll, those are different things you see these young kids do, but that's okay. They're learning. So that's the, that's one of the other elements we've added as well is the left, right, left to teach them how to jump. Okay. Using their hands to bring, you know, bring their momentum forward, bringing their hands back and then generating power forward. These are all things that we've done to help them generate that, uh, you know, that, that technique, the ability to jump and things like that. Okay. So I will finish off with a couple things for you guys as well. So all of the stuff that I've mentioned so far, this is within a 30 minute time every single week. Pick a, t- pick a skill that you want to dive into, okay? Whether that's passing, whether that's serving, you know, whether that's catching, um, you know, all, pick a skill. Always use the net. Always use the net because we're always training that depth perception, okay? Always use the net. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can practice practices with young kids at home as well. You can buy those badminton nets and just literally a balloon, over the badminton net, over and over again. No matter how much fun your kids will have doing that, and they will get rallies in, it'll be fun, and then eventually you can transition to a beach ball. Now, you know what's really cool? Today, or was it, you know, yesterday, yesterday at practice with the young kids, um, we were using the net and a beach ball over the net, and I gotta tell you how I'm impressed I was that there were rallies. You imagine a rally with four-year-olds? over a volleyball net mind you it is a beach ball but that's okay you should have seen it the best one let me tell you one of the kids bumped it into the net the other kid played it off the net at four years old i was blown away it was amazing to see but it's because of the time and repetition that they get over and over again to understand the sport, know what it's about, start feeling, having a feel for the court, having a feel for that ball coming over the net. These are things that athletes at the higher age you have a tough time with. So if we can tackle it now, imagine this is their second year of playing volleyball and they had a rally to yesterday. Imagine, what are they, four? Imagine in four years when they're eight. That's, that means they, they would have been playing volleyball for six years. I anticipate them entering tournaments, like 12U, 13U tournaments. They'll probably have the skill level where they'll be competitive. Their size might not be there, but their ball control will definitely be there. And at that age group, it's all about ball control. So this is the step-by-step approach that we want to take. Now, the reason I said that this episode might be good for older athletes is because older athletes might still might need that depth perception training still, you know, shuffling and catching, shuffling, you know, stepping and hitting. They'll still need that training. So that's why I say even if you're an, you know, a coach that coaches older athletes, you know, some of this stuff is really, really good. If you're a club director, okay, if you have if you have any kind of role in your club where you might want to start something like this in your area where you go as early as three years old, I highly recommend it. Because if you're in it for the long run, this is how you build clubs. Because these kids are going to have a blast. They're going to want to come back, keep coming back, 
and then they're they're gonna just end up being great volleyball players and you're gonna have such great competitive teams that your club is gonna be the t- the, the club to go to okay we do do awards at the end so I will do an award at the end and I'll get medals you know I'll go to a trophy shop get some medals and I'll do a nice little presentation for them and they get a medal to take home with them they feel really nice and they want to come back okay um I'm I'm now coming up with new things. Every time I think of an idea, I just it comes to me. But you want to think about an experience. You want to create an experience for these kids. I'll never forget. I had some parents tell me they signed their kids up for soccer, and it's it's soccer is ran by these high school kids or these other like, young coaches, and they don't really care, and they're just running around, not really doing anything. It's kind of like chaos. I always hear I always hear the word chaos, and, I, and it's not just soccer, other sports too. And I ask, well, why is that? Well. There's, there's no plan in place. There's no development happening for the kids. They're not learning anything. These are things that you want to make sure you have when you're teaching these younger athletes. Have a plan. Have a practice plan ready to go. 30 minutes. Think about how the structure is going to be. Make it engaging. You need to be dialed in for those 30 minutes. I am dialed in for those 30 minutes. and I'm focused on the kids and how we can make the kids better and how they can have fun playing this game that we want them to continue playing as they get older so we do the ceremony they got a blast i also film and you might have seen this on my instagram i film these sessions and i put together a little i have, I have help i put together a little highlight video and you'll you might have seen me put it posted on instagram parents love this you imagine these other these other places they go get you know um they go try to sign up their three-year-old or four-year-old for they get highlight videos after this. Now you don't have to do this, but it's nice, to, you know, to showcase to the parents as well as the rest of the world. Look what we're doing for our three and four year olds or five year olds or whatever, and not no one else is doing that out there. This is something that can really help build your club presence as well as your team presence. No matter where you where what club you are in, this is fantastic to do. And not to mention the fact that it's going to grow the game. By getting more younger athletes interested in it, and the kids that we have now, they look forward to coming to volleyball. You imagine that three, four-year-olds looking forward to coming to volleyball because they 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 want to do platform. That's what the parents tell me. They want to do platform, and I'm like, I'm I'm blown away. I'm blown away by how much they enjoy doing it. So that's it for this episode. I hope I, I hope you guys got some great great uh, tips and ideas out of it to start training athletes young kids at the age of three four years old you can absolutely do it um go to my instagram brian singh underscore coach b go check out my instagram and look for dva juniors or junior dva it's either G- junior dva or dva juniors scroll through my page and you'll see some of the stuff that we're doing you'll see how much fun the kids are having and you'll see the kind of uh and by the way i, I don't do this for money like this, this is for my daughter. I told myself, I, again, at one hour, I'll get my court for my daughter. So basically anyone that comes, we split the court costs evenly and that's it. This isn't a, this is something I do for, for my kids and anyone that wants to be part of it. It's just a bonus. So if you're actually listening to this episode, um, I know we have listeners all over the world. So unfortunately you might not be able to do this, but if you are a listener and you are in the Toronto, the GTA area, and you have a daughter who is four years old or turning five this year, let me know if you want her to come. And we got, we got, we got, we're going to be opening up spots uh, and we're going to be inviting more players in. And I'm looking forward to growing this program. 
and we're going to see where we go from this. And hey, we might have a couple teams. Who knows? Um, I got one of my assistant coaches helping me out as well. I Again, he, lo- he loves it. He loves seeing the happiness of the kids. And it, it's, it's such a great feeling when you got the kids doing what they got to do and they're enjoying the, the game. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. I'm not going to bore you more with that, but that's it. I hope you got some takeaways. If you need any help, let me know. Reach out on Instagram anytime. And that's it for me. I'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right. Cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.